I don't care what you are going through. When God the Father, God the Son, had the communication in heaven and said, I'll tell you this, they need an answer down there. They need a Savior down there. They need someone to redeem them down there. And no one down there can do it. And God the Father looked at God the Son and God the Son said, I'll go. And when he left, he took the humility of a baby. He left the throne of heaven and came as a baby. You say, why did he do that? To know exactly Everything we go through. You know, we'll read in the scriptures here in just a second that the Bible says they, wiped, they, they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. You know what swaddling clothes is? That's burial clothes. He came to die for our sins. Swaddling clothes is the clothes that they mummify and wrap them when they put them in the tomb. Because the Bible says there was no room in the inn. Let me tell you this, uh, Mary and Joseph was not wealthy. I, I didn't know if I was going to say this, but now I do. You know, the nativity scene, this could be a little controversial, but you know the nativity scene when you see the wise men and the shepherds and all of them out there together, you know that ain't scriptural. You know the wise men didn't come till he was a young child in the house. Hey, let me tell you this, the wise men didn't go seeking him first. God said, hey, let me tell you who God come and appeared to. He comes and appeared to the lonely at heart that was searching for a savior. That was needing a savior. The lowly, the, the ones out working in the field. Boy, thank God he don't come to the high and mighty. He comes to the lowly. He didn't come to the kings. Uh, angel didn't go appear to the king and say there's been a savior born. The savior's born. Who'd he go to? Thank God. Thank God he don't, he is no respecter of persons. He don't go to the, to the president. <laughs> he don't go to Congress. He goes to the ones that is searching for him. Amen. Let me tell you this. That's the reason this country's in the shape it's in. There's a lot of people in this country that ain't searching for him no more. Let me tell you this. I thank y'all for doing that this morning. I thank y'all. Some say, I, I don't, I, you know, I, this, this Christmas stuff in, in church and this and that. Let me tell you this. This right here is one of the reasons kids don't do nothing in, in, in the church today is because mom and daddy's the church has failed to do these things and promote to them what the true meaning of Christmas is. Mamas and daddies more worried about what they're going to do uh, uh, the week of Christmas out there with the, the breaks and this and that. And we're just as guilty as any. 
I tell you this, if you worry, let me hit home a little bit with all of us. If you worry just a fraction of what you did about trying to make sure you got everybody that everything that you wanted to get them for Christmas, if you would have put that much effort in serving God, this would be a holy place. This would be a holy place. You could see the mighty hand of God. We're just as guilty as any. We all are. But I tell you this, all I'm doing is trying to stimulate your mind this morning, knowing this, that you're going to get out of God what you put in. I thank God. I thank God he came and died for my sins. They was fixing to move this little crib here. And I think as a son of God, boy, as the angels of heaven rejoiced, that's the prince of heaven laying in that manger. The prince. These angels don't know what all's taking place. They don't have a clue. You say, well, how, why do you think? Well, hey, I'm going to tell you this. They couldn't understand why he hung on the cross. The Bible says that at one instance, at one command, the angels would have destroyed the whole population. <laughs> and as they praised him, wrapped in swaddling clothes, born to die, <laughs> the God of heaven. That's the reason of Christmas. The Lamb of God the Savior of the world. And if you don't know him, shame on you. Ain't no shame on God. He's done his part. If you don't know him, if he's not your personal Savior, then this means nothing to you. You might as well dress up and do your little thing and just keep on going the route you are going. But I'm going to tell you this, my friend, there's no Christmas in hell. You remember that? You remember what the old preacher told you? Uh, December the 19th, 2021, when he said there'll be no celebrations in hell. there'll be a continuous celebration in heaven. Amen. Continuous praise, Amen. continuous excitement, continuous joy, all because of what the Lord did for us. Amen. Nothing what we did. Boy, I tell you what, I love Christmas. I do. I love it. I do. I like buying myself gifts. Huh? Boy, I tell you what. And you know, when you're young, you get excited. Well, hey, let me tell you this. Get excited. Get excited, little kids. You ain't having to pay a dime for none of this junk. <laughs> you get older. You get older, You, the mom and daddy's got to pay for all of it. 
May Grace run around. I, I want to get this one and that one. So I want, I want to get this and that. And I, and I, you ain't paying 10 cents on it. Boy, I tell you what. We get excited about these little things. That's how the devil, we talked about this morning, how the devil can infiltrate your mind. But it takes you to remove him through the power of God. He'll get in there. Child of God, you born again. Let me tell you this, and I've said this before. You cannot get possessed by the devil if you've ever been born again. If the devil ever got in me, it, my body would blow up. You say, well, how is that? You think the Holy Spirit's going to let him live in there with him? No. There would be a battle you ain't never seen. But he can get in here and start messing up some things. He can get in my mind. We talked about, hey, even on the way to church on a Sunday morning, the devil can start trying to infiltrate your mind. And the only one that will let him stay there is you. He likes to feel comfortable where he's at. Let me tell you this. There's so many ways God's give us good things and the devil's infiltrated it and tried to make something out of it that brings all glory that belongs to God to something else. This is one of them times of the year. I tell you this, I thank God for people stand up and say Merry Christmas. It ain't no Merry Xmas. It ain't no Happy Holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Hey, Christ, you take Christ out of Christ, you don't have nothing when you take Christ out. Let me tell you this, in your life, when you take Christ out, you ain't got nothing. And I ain't got nothing. The praise he deserves is the title of the message this morning. The praise he deserves. What praise does the Lord deserve? All praise. He deserves all praise. You know why? Because he's done all. Thank God. Thank God. I, 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 uh, God. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, when he took form as a little child, and I know I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. I'll probably say it again and again and again and again. He could have come to this earth as a conqueror right off the bat. He could have. But he come as a baby. He come as a child. Why? Why? He came as a servant. Let me tell you this, that's the only time he did. It won't never happen again. We'll get into that here in a little bit. If you will, I'm, I'm just going to skip over and read the last part of it if you'll stand. Luke chapter 2, <clears throat> verse number 20, uh, Luke 2, verse number 28, Luke chapter 2, verse number 28, I, I'm about like Miss Sherry now, I, this thing's on 67, I'm starting to get hot, <laughs> we'll crank her down a little more up here, <clears throat> Let me tell you this, you start getting excited, that blood starts flowing. Hey, you want to lose some weight? 
You want to lose some weight? Get excited about God. I tell you what, you'll move a little bit. Luke chapter 2, verse number 28. And this is speaking of Simeon here. And it, uh, we're going to come back and read it all the way from verse number 1. But verse number 28 says, Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For thy mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Boy, I tell you what, was that you ain't Teresa back here? When she said salvation had a name, I tell you what, I got excited because this day salvation has a name and it's Jesus Christ. He says, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Amen. You know what you see me and seen here? You know what's taking place? Mary and Joseph just come into the house of God. And Simeon was the one that did the, the he, he, was the, he was the priest there. He was the one that went, the, the Holy Spirit had done told him, the Holy Spirit had done told him he wouldn't die. He would not die until he seen the Savior of the world. Y'all may be seated, we fixing to pray, but let's start off right here. Here comes Simeon into the, into the, the, the temple. He comes in, and there's Mary and Joseph sitting in there. Let me tell you this, Mary and Joseph, you may think they was enlightened on a lot of things, but I'm going to tell you this, they had to walk by faith just like me and you do. They didn't know what was going on. And then as Simeon come in there, and he sees, he sees Mary, and he sees Joseph sitting in there. And he walks by him and Mary's holding the baby. And as soon as he lays eyes upon that baby, the Holy Spirit come upon him and said, that's him. And old Simeon got excited. <laughs> he said, he's here, he's here, he's here. Praise God, he's here. Hey, he got excited, I believe. We're fixing to go. Brother Bullet, you pray, please. Yes, Lord. Nothing. Nothing doomed for nothing. Yes, God. Yes. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. 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 Yes, God.
Yes, God. Bless them, Lord. Father, God. God, thank you for the prayers, God. Yes, God. Help him. Heal him, God. Heal him. Yes, God. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you this. I don't believe when Simeon, and, and we, we, we should even the much more. Why? Why? Why should a child of God get more excited than Simeon did in the temple? Why? Why should a child of God get more excited over the Lord's presence than he did. He had been told by the Holy Spirit. But he was never indwelt by the Holy Spirit. When he seen, when I believe when he walked by Mary and Joseph, I don't believe he looked over there and said, now let's just be uh, proud that our Lord is here. Please, y'all stand. You know, I mean, I don't believe it was nothing like that. I believe when he seen him and the Holy Spirit let him know that was Jesus, I, be I believe he took a shout and fit. I believe he got excited. I believe so. Let me tell you this. When the Lord stirs in you, there's something that moves within you that excites you. You say, what is that? That's the Spirit. Let me tell you this. You you can, uh, as well as you can be down in the spirit, you can be up. But we're going to start reading verse number one. It says, and it came to pass in those days that there was, were out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Well, he, he wanted uh, uh, Caesar Augustus. And you can go into some history here on him, but he was an adopted child. But he had got to the place that he wanted fortune, fame. He wanted, he wanted glory. He wanted to be as a god. He wanted everybody's money. He wanted prestige. And let me tell you this. You let me see what's so so. See, it's already been prophesied that Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem. Now you got some devilish infidel out there bring some kind of decree to make things happen. Everybody says, I tell you what, I'm so mad about this and that. Let me tell you what happened. It brought Jesus to the place he was to be born. Because here's Joseph and Mary, both of them of the, of the lineage of David. They had to go back to their hometown and pay their taxes. And Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Boy, I tell you what, the, the word of God is just amazing. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius uh, was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone in his own country. 
And Joseph also went up to get from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that should that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. I said this earlier, that is the same clothes that it is for after death in the grave, the same clothes she wrapped him in at birth is the same clothes they wrapped him in after he was taken off the cross. Swaddling clothes. He was born to die and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Boy, I tell you what, these shepherds fixing to have one of the grandest experiences they ain't never seen before. You talking about a light show. A laser show. We'll go, boy, them shepherds out there tending to the sheep. They out there tending to the sheep. And boy, the angel appears unto them. And I, hey, let me tell you this, where the glory of God is. Hey, they was excited. They was excited. The angels were excited. They were praising him. There he is. There he is. And the old shepherds, they got nervous. They got scared. Bible says they got sore afraid. I me tell you what, when the, when the Holy Ghost shows up, you're even going to do one of two things. You're going to get extremely excited or you're going to get extremely afraid. It says, and they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord come unto them. And the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. Amen. Thank God. He went to the humble, the humble, the low of statue, not to the mighty. The angels could appear to the, to the king. The angel could have appeared to the, the Senate. He could have appeared to all these authoritarian uh, positions. But God went to the lowly. God went to the ones that didn't have much money. He didn't, have, he didn't go to the ones that could buy prestige. He didn't go to the emperor that has been now receiving all the finances to support his uh, crusades to conquer. He didn't go to him. He brought the message by an angel to the ones that have been, been hearing about him. Ones that's been, let me tell you this. The Lord's coming back one day, and he's coming back for the ones that's looking for him. Amen. Glory. He's coming back for the ones that's, 
that's wanting to see his appearing. Boy, I tell you what, I'm a little excited this morning. Might as well be. Might as well be. You already here. You already here. Might as well get in. Train's going too fast. You jump off, you'll break your leg. Might as well get on. Get on. Let me tell you this. If you ain't excited this morning, if you don't have something, it's because you ungodly. You ride her down. You ungodly. I ain't saying you lost. I'm saying you ungodly. And he says here in verse number 10, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you great tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Hey, he came and he died. For all people, everyone, the big, the little, the, the rich, the poor, hey, the, the, the skinny, the, the excited, you know, uh, the ones that, that like to eat. Boy, he come for all of us. Thank God. He come for all people. You say, well, God, I tell you this, I just don't believe God forgive me. Hey, he came for you. He came for you. And you become his child, he's coming again for you. And he says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. I wrote this in my Bible. Shepherds made it before the three wise men. Hey, them more, more hard-working men out there, them more hard-working men trying to provide for their family, might not have had the high IQs. They made it there before the astronomers did. Uh, intelligence, that tells me this again. Hey, common sense will get you a lot further in life than an education. You write that down. And suddenly there was with the angel. Now there's one angel ministering to these shepherds. There's one angel talking with them. Boy, I tell you what, and then here appears a great multitude of them. But what do you think would have happened if the great multitude would have come there first? I believe those shepherd boy would have never made it to Jesus lying in the manger. They had passed out like one of them fainting goats and died in a heart attack right there. Just fell out. You ever seen that? I mean, I know we're getting off subject, but I just thought about that. That fainting goat. You ever seen that? I tell you, you know how on Facebook you can just roll up through the videos and you'll see something, then every once in a while I seen a goat on there the other day and somebody jumped on there and looked at it and that thing sounded just like it was shot. It fell over stiff as a board. That's right there, what they call a fainting goat. Fainting goat. I tell you what, that's why I'm, <laughs> them old shepherds, if, if the great host of angels would have come right off the bat, they'd all been out there, passed out. I believe they'd have died. But it says the glory of God, uh, says, and the angel, 
and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill towards man. Boy, I tell you what, I believe that was the biggest singing service you ever heard in your whole life. This is a host of angels now. They're singing, glory, praise, peace, peace on earth towards man. It don't say to man. There's a difference. I'm going to say I just wrote this down here just a few minutes ago. It does not say not to men, but towards men. The choice has to be received of the man or the woman of the peace of God to be received. Jesus, God, the angel said, hey, here's peace towards man right here. This right here goes towards your debt. You have to receive it. Amen. This goes towards your debt. Your debt. But you have to receive it. Let me tell you this. You'll never, never in your lifetime ever experience peace and joy until you're truly born again. You cannot. You cannot. You're going to keep on running down that same Trash hole you've been a-going through until you ever realize that Jesus is the one that changes it. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into the, into the heaven, the shepherds said one to another, I believe that one that spoke first was extremely excited. It says these two shepherds spoke one to another. I believe they first said, My, oh, did you see that? Wow. And the, boy, the, the, the conversation that went on between them, and he said, Hey, we are going. He don't, he don't pack up the sheep, he don't try to tend to them. They pack up and they going down there to see where this Savior is, Jesus. And the shepherds said one to another, let us go, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Let me tell you this. When you meet Jesus, you're going to tell somebody. When you meet Jesus, you're going to tell somebody. <clears throat> and all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. Boy, then you had them old, them, them old, uh, them ones that, uh, boy, I tell you what, you hear what them old two, them shepherd boys said. They, they had angels appear unto them. They crazy. They crazy. Boy, I tell you what, I don't believe it affected the way them old shepherd boys, I tell you this, I believe every night they was out there fooling with their sheep. I believe they was looking up to the sky. They want, hey, if you ever experienced God one time, you want it again. They was excited, I believe. 
But you're going to have them critics out there. Oh, I tell you what. It wasn't real. Ain't nothing to it. And then here it says, And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now Mary don't know what's going on. Mary don't. All she knows is an angel came to her and said, The Son of God would be conceived in your womb. She don't know that. She did not become a god like some religions try to worship her. She still didn't know what was going on. She pondered these things. Hey, when them shepherd boys come up there, and they, hey, they, she don't have nothing. She don't have nothing. Her and Joseph, they broke. They just give what they had in taxes. Now they're in a stable out there with baby Jesus in a manger, wrapping him in throwaway clothes. And here comes some shepherds up there saying, oh, the, angel, the angels are done. There's a great host said, come here, come here. And Mary said she pondered them things in her heart. What in the world y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Let me tell you this. Mary, Mary had, a lot, uh, Mary had a, a lot of learning to go on throughout. But most of the things that she learned was by experience. You'll see here, if you get down into the scriptures, you'll see where Simeon told her in the temple. He told, he told Mary as he was dedicating Jesus, uh, uh, dedicating him in the temple, and said to Mary, says, your soul will be pierced. Your soul will be pierced. Now what did he mean by that when he told Mary? The mother of Jesus said, when she seen him hanging on the cross, that was her son, and it broke her heart. It pierced her soul. She didn't know Jesus was coming to die on the cross. She didn't, she didn't know that yet. She just had a baby. She's still trying to plan baby showers, get all them free gifts. That's what she was doing. Even the man now, he'll have baby showers. He can get some gifts. I tell you this, I, I'm glad we ain't having no more. We'd have a gift. We'd have a baby shower for me, then Kay, then even each of the kids for brothers and sisters of the baby. We'd have 12 parties out there at the house. And it says that Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorified and praising God for all the things they, that they had heard and seen, and it was told unto them. Boy, I tell you what, they didn't stop praising the Lord. Let me tell you this, the only reason you'll stop praising the Lord is because the Lord ain't on your mind no more. The Lord ain't on your heart no more. They could have got back out there and said, I tell you, hey, as soon as we done what the angel said, oh, Lord, what about our sheep? Let's get back out there and try to get a, uh, start raising sheep to get more money here for, for Christmas now. They wasn't doing that. But if they did that, they lost the joy of what they had already received. Let me tell you this, me and you will do the same thing. When you get the Lord Jesus Christ off the, the first thought, the foremost of your mind, your heart, when you take, when he is not the front runner, then you 
going to lose joy in your salvation if you're born again. It says in the shepherd's turn, verse number 21, and when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his, his name was called Jesus. And he was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. That's back whenever Mary, uh, the angel told Mary she was going to bring forth the child. The angel, they'd already named him before, they'd already named the child before he, the Holy Spirit come upon her. And when the day of purification, according to the law of Moses, was accomplished and brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy unto the Lord. Well, let's see what's going on here. <clears throat> Why didn't they go on to the temple? Why didn't they go on to the temple? Uh, why didn't they go on to church? By the law, whenever a, a boy was born, the, the boy, if a male child was born, the woman had to stay because uh, uh, she was considered unclean for 40 days. For 40 days. A girl, if a woman had a girl, she was considered unclean for 80 days. <clears throat> but the Bible says, and when the purification uh, according to the law of Moses was accomplished through the they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord. Now, there was a law of a sacrifice for a child that was given to God. What did Mary and Joseph offer. Y'all read the story. What did they offer? A pair of turtle doves. You know what that was a sign of? You know what that was a sign of? They, was, they were in poverty. They didn't have no money. They couldn't, they couldn't afford a cow, a calf. They couldn't afford no. They offered a pair of turtle doves. I mean, it's just a sign of poverty. Let me tell you this. Mary and Joseph was not wealthy, like some people claim. Let me tell you this. It also goes to the story to understand that when this right here is all taking place before the wise men get here. Because when the wise men, they bring gifts of value. Amen? So that was the little bonus in there about the nativity scene. I hope that didn't offend nobody. I know you got your little nativity scene out there, and that's good. That's good. Now, it's wonderful to have a nativity scene. I'm 100% I'm for it. But when you see the wise men and the shepherds out there at the manger, really the wise men ain't made it there yet. But, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't get upset about it. And it says, behold, there was a, uh, it said, uh, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was a just and, dev and devout, waiting on the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost come up, uh, was upon him. And it was revealed unto him 
by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Boy, I tell you what, I love the, the uh, boy, I tell you, only God can do it. The Lord's Christ. The Lord's Christ. <clears throat> and, the, and he came by the Spirit into the temple. Now, simply saying he was led by the Spirit. He didn't float in there. He came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he in up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. He said, hey, my friend congregation, I'm old, but I can die now. He said he would never die until he seen the, uh, the, the consolation of, of Israel. The, 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 the Savior to be, to be brought and for him to present him, he couldn't die. Now, he says in verse number 29, 27, 28, And he took up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. He says this, hey, now I have seen. Whenever old uh, Simeon, as he, as he got that child, he says, I've seen the salvation of the world. Amen. Glory. Amen. He's seen the salvation. He's seen the, the one who was going to pay the sin. I believe old Simeon got a little excited. Tuck back in there. Got a little excited. I, I wonder if he might have threw Jesus down. He got to go, Boy, I tell you what. I, you know how you grab it when you get a kid, you know, you throw it up, playing and stuff? I imagine old Simeon seen the Lamb of God. I imagine he got excited. I don't know if old, uh, oh, well, I, that could be. I was going to say, Jesus, the boy, just throwing them. Woo! Glory! He was happy. Uh, I'll tell you this, if he wouldn't have called him, the angels would have called him before he hit the ground. Hey, man, that's the son of God! Hey, man! Boy. Oh, Paul, you get beside yourself. Festus said, uh, uh, Paul, you get beside yourself. Are you drunk? He says, most noble Festus, I'm excited about what the Lord did for me. Amen. Amen. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Simeon got to experience Jesus. God. 
God never set aside. Even when, when Jesus was laying in that manger, he set aside his glory, but he did not set aside his deity. If God would not have set aside his glory, no one could have stood in his presence. The Son of God says 100% God and 100% man. But see, he lived his life as an example for us, us to follow. He's only he perfect, perfect. True praise that God deserves. I'm going to give you just a few things and we're done. Amen. When he becomes real to you, you will praise him. When the Lord becomes real to you, you will praise him when he becomes real, number one. Number two, when you realize the blessings you have received, you will praise him. When you receive the blessings that he has given you, you will praise him. When you are saved, you will praise him. When you realize what he's did, done for you, you will praise him. When you are living and walking in the spirit and not in the flesh, you will praise him. If you're not praising him, it's not because of what he's done. It's because of what you are doing, my friend, and me. I can't live like hell and serve a mighty God. I can't do it. When you have a closeness to the Lord, no matter on the hill or in the valley, you will praise Him. See, the hill and valley, the only thing that changes, the only thing that changes for you to be able to praise Him is when you're standing by Him in the hill and valley. See, when you're in the hill and valley by yourself, you ain't going to praise him. But when you know he's close to you, you will. When he answers prayers, you will praise him. When you realize you will have life eternal with him, you will praise him. See, all these things is things that we talk about, but I'm talking about where the rubber meets the road when you start saying, hey, this is real and this is true. 
then you'll offer him praise. Have you praised and honored the Lord Jesus Christ lately? Have you? True heartedly, have you praised and glorified the Lord lately? Have you? The next question is, have you been blessed? So if you've been blessed and you ain't been praising God, you're, hey, you're in trouble, my friend. We should be exalting him above all other things continuously. Continuously. Over and over and over and over again throughout the day. Praising and glorifying him. One of the greatest gifts we can give the Lord is to live a godly life for all he has done and will do for his children. A godly life. What do you mean a godly life? I mean a holy life. Are you living a holy life? Are you living a godly life? You're talking about something to give the Lord for Christmas. Hey, you going to give everybody else something? Hey, I'm going to give everybody else something. I should want to give my Lord above all something. And that's a holiness that he expects me to live. Six things real fast to think on. We're about done. Six more things. Six more things. We'll be out by two. Continue. What the godly do and don't do. This is a self-evaluation. This is just something right here. You can answer this on your own. We're going to see. I'm going to give you six simple things that you can know if you're living a holy and godly life. Now, only you can answer this yourself. Number one, how you talk. Number one, how you talk. Let me tell you this. If you ain't got nothing good to say, if you got old filthy mouth, let me tell you this. You are not living a godly life. You may have deceived yourself, but you're not. You ain't doing it. Number one, how you talk. That tells if you're, hey, I'm just giving you some simple little things without tearing the Bible apart, searching to see if you're godly or not. If you ain't got none of these, these six, hey, let me tell you this, you ain't got it. How you talk. Number two, how you pray. How you pray. When you pray. How much you pray. If you don't pray none, let me tell you this. You're not godly. You're not holy. You're going through the motions. If you don't pray, let me tell you this. I'm, I'm go, I can add a number seven if y'all like it, but most of y'all here. But if you don't go to church, you, you ain't holy. I didn't even put that in there. Because I was hoping most people here is here. 
I'm trying to get better, Kenny. You know, quit grappling at all the people at the church for the ones that's not here. I'm trying to get better. <clears throat> how you talk, how you pray. Number three, how you walk. What you, how, what, I'm talking about in your life, which way you going, what direction you going, the things you do. It determines, hey, I'll tell you this, if you're godly or not. Number four, where you go. Simple. Where you go, where's the places you go in life? Let me tell you this, when I was ungodly, I'd walk down there to go down there to one of them casinos. When I was ungodly, I was saved. Me and Kate go down there and eat. It wasn't me and Kate. She didn't ever go. I'm just kidding. I couldn't get off the slot machine. She didn't eat. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. She ain't never did that. I'm just joking. She'll be all upset. Now, I tell you what, everything I've told you not to do, you just messed it up. She ain't never, she, we always went down there and eat. We'd get gift cards. People give us gift cards and we'd go down there and eat. We'd slip in and out so quick. Pew, pew. They say, boy, I tell you what, you in and out. I was going to tell somebody one time, somebody said, you know how to tell the difference between a, a, a Catholic and a Baptist? And he said, well, one of the biggest differences, Catholic talk to you in the liquor store. A Baptist, he's going to dunk and hide. That's what happens. That's what you do. You run there, you in, in, in time to go down there to Roost Chris, and you hide behind stuff. Because you got your little gift certificate. Hey, we used to do that. But let me tell you this, my friend. I ain't been down there again. We never gambled. Never gambled. Kay didn't gamble. She just gambled with me, baby. And she lost. <laughs> she she could have done a lot better. Amen, amen. Boy, I tell you what, when there's liberty, you can have a little fun. <clears throat> hey, where you walk, where you talk, where you go. Number five, how you dress. How you dress tells if you're godly or not. Now, I'm talking about this just as much as men as I am women. Let me tell you this, men, if you can dress unappropriate and it don't affect you, you are not godly. And women, if you can go around and dress any way you want to and say it's because you're comfortable, you a liar already. And I don't care what you say. It's the truth. If you can do, if you can dress any certain way, and you're you know that you're in the presence of God, you're living a holy life. Hey, if you're the one that's a praying and searching for God, and then go out and, and dress half naked, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Something wrong. You ain't holy. You ain't godly. 
Hey, this is simple stuff. Simple. And how you think. Number six, how you think. What you think about. What you dwell upon. Let me tell you this. This is six simple ways to, to, to search yourself and see if you're really godly or not. How you talk, how you pray, how you walk, where you go, how you dress, and how you think. Examine them six simple things, and you'll know that if you're all, you say, God, I want to be holy for you, you'll know if your presence to God is even received. This is a simple way to tell if you're godly or not. This can tell if you're holy, if you're spiritual, or if you're fleshly. And if you're fleshly, you cannot serve and honor God. Hey, buddy, is it time to quit? Is it time to stop? Is it time to stop? What did I say? I said, is it time to stop? All right, we're done. We're done. He said, say Jesus one time, bud. Jesus. That's it. That's it. Amen. Real fast. This is it. Remember the first time he came was in humility and loneliness and meekness and as a servant, as a baby, as a lamb. But the next time he comes, He's the sovereign judge, the conqueror, the king of kings, the lord of lords, and the mighty ruler. Amen. He come and has no baby no more. He come as a baby and he paid a debt. When he comes the next time, he's receiving the reward of God for his possessions. Mary Christmas. Merry Christmas. But son, I'm done. I, I, I seen something a while ago on the way, or I might, might have been at the house, and it was on Facebook. <clears throat> and it, I don't know, have y'all seen that where, where the pack of wolves, did anybody see that? Where the pack of wolves on a line in the snow? And there's three of, I don't know who posted I was I was going to try to look at it and see, but by the time I go back and look at something that's so far apart that you can't even find it. But whenever there was a pack of wolves in the, and they walk in a line, and as them wolves is walking, there's three up there in the front. And then there's a gap. Then there's five. Then there can be a multitude of them. Then there's five more, and then there's one. And they said through the, how they studied these wolves as, as they traveled. The first three up there, the first three, were the eldest. They were the oldest. They were the ones of seniority. They were not the leaders. They were the elderly. They set the pace. And then right behind them were five. Them five were the strongest. Them five were the defenders. And then they had the, the family, the congregation 
of whatever, however many it would be, and then there were five more. And they were strong defenders, fighters. They were the, they were, they were the, the strongest, the best fighters. And then right back there behind, a little ways down the road, I meant just a little bit behind, was one. And they said, you know which one that is? Say, what's that? He said, it's the leader. Because he's the one. He makes sure nobody gets left behind. They might go through the fight and the battle up through there, but I'll tell you this, before they retreat, he's going forward and fighting for them. Let me tell you this, that's a simple little nature story that tells simply how the church should be. You should have your wise elders in the church setting the pace. You know why they set the pace? You know the reason they, the, the elderly in the church, the older ones, should set the pace of the church? Why? Why? Because they're the ones that have experienced God the most. Nowadays, we've got kids trying to lead the church, and they don't even know God. Amen. 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 Thank God that he loved me and you so much. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave, that he gave his only begotten son. If your Bible says his one and only son, your Bible's not right. It says his only begotten son. To come and die and to take on this form of a child and live his life and die for our salvation. Amen. Thank God. 